Now, the Wealth Protection Diva is a successful entrepreneur, business owner, and premier business strategist, president and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, and a national speaker, best-selling author, and motivational teacher of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies, the joys and frustrations of being a business owner. Her insights are motivating, her frankness inspiring. Here is Sherry Hill. Welcome and thank you for tuning into the Sherry Hill Show. Last week I was talking with Chris Askin, who is the president of the Community Foundation of Northern Nevada. We have so much to cover. I wanted to invite Chris back this week so we can continue talking about how vital, how important, and how necessary and how blessed we are to have a community foundation right here in Northern Nevada. So welcome back, Chris. Thank you, Sherry. We were talking about initiatives last week, but one of the other things that I really love that the Community Foundation is doing is you hold a nonprofit academy. And so why did the foundation all of a sudden decide that you wanted to create uh, more educated or better run nonprofits? Hmm. Okay, well, as, as with many of our ideas, there's actually a very long, thoughtful process. Not as long as we'd like it to be, uh, or not as long as uh, it, it, it may make it sound. Uh, we like it to be uh, something that is very thought through and planned. With the Nonprofit Academy, we were addressing an issue that fund holders had brought up through grants that they felt didn't make the impact that they could have because the organizations weren't as well run as they wished they were. Uh, but we have a wonderful group of nonprofit executive directors in our community, but many of them were promoted up from program positions. Uh, they never had training in HR, in risk management, in financial management, in uh, looking at uh, uh, other types of issues, strategic planning, and so on, that executive directors should know. So we thought about doing all kinds of different training. Uh, we thought about training board members, but typically, Board members change more frequently than staff. And also, if you, if you work with an executive director to help train them in core leadership competencies, uh, even if they switch to a different organization after a few years, that knowledge goes with them. They just, they just get better and better. So that's what led to the Nonprofit Academy. We're now in our third class, and this time we have 22. And I imagine if someone listening has decided that you're a new executive director within the first three years of running a nonprofit. Just great results. In fact, uh, I think many of you know I'm the chair of the Four Kids Foundation. Annie, our executive director, just graduated from the nonprofit academy last year and had nothing but wonderful things to say mainly about the peer-to-peer -peer, mm -hmm. because it isn't just about learning, it's peer-to-peer -peer networking with other executive directors and what great relationship building. So a yeah. lot, of, lot of nonprofits actually sometimes work together with other nonprofits and so Absolutely. it's just a great, great thing. So Chris, I wanna talk uh, mainly this show because there's a lot of people that really don't understand you know, why should I put my money in a community foundation? What makes me a great donor? How do you guys help me create impact in the community? So let, let's talk about, let's do a little education on what you consider 
or is a donor advised fund? What does that mean? People have heard of it, but we don't know what it means. Well, a donor advised fund is essentially like somebody's own private foundation. Uh, the difference being that uh, they don't need to do any work whatsoever. Uh, there's two approaches to the donor advised fund. Uh, the first approach is, is focused on how it's funded. So we work with people to put money into a donor advised fund in a very smart tax way. Most people make a gift to a donor advised fund every second, third, fourth year. And in between, they may take the standard deduction. So uh, that's very smart because the standard deduction is so high now. Uh, and so if you're going to put $100,000 in because perhaps you just sold a, a rental unit, you avoid the capital gains on that, plus you get your charitable gift deduction, and now the money is in a donor-advised fund. That takes us to the second part. The second part now is how is that going to be distributed? How is that going to be used? So we have philanthropic advisors who have managed thousands of grants. We actually, uh, at, towards the end of 2020, we made our 10,000th grant. Wow. Uh, $135 million has been distributed through 10,000 separate individual grants. So we know a lot about that. So when somebody sits down to talk with our advisors about what they're interested in, they are talking to somebody who knows every nuance of giving and how to make giving effective. So they have a conversation. And during that conversation, uh, the fund holder uh, really gets some fantastic ideas about how they can give in a way that's more meaningful than anything they've ever done before. And then we move towards execution, and we test it, and we make sure, are we getting the right results? Do you feel better about your giving than you've ever felt? Do we have tangible evidence that your gift is making the intended impact that you want it to. Uh, it's just a very different process. Uh, and then, of course, that donor receives their, uh, that when they file their taxes the following year, they really understand how good it was to give in that way. So let, let's talk about that because you have a lot of relationships with uh, professional, you know, financial advisors, CPAs. So, so here's what I'm going to say. If someone is out there and you're looking at a huge tax bill, if your CPA or your professional advisor is not talking to you about charitable giving in a meaningful way, or at least introducing you to the Community Foundation of Northern Nevada, uh, that's a question you need to know and understand. And so let's talk about how you're, you have this great network of professional advisors, but there's always room to expand. Well, from the, the very beginning of the foundation, 22 years ago, uh, we realized that our greatest resource was professional advisors who would, would know about us, learn about us, and be able to tell their clients about us for those clients of theirs who are charitable uh, at, at that scale, which essentially would be annual giving of 10000 or more. Anybody who's writing checks to charity of 10000 or more per year could save significant money by doing it through the Community Foundation. So uh, we built relationships. That has been our marketing base. And even today, half or more than half of, of our relationships are, come to us through referrals by professional advisors of clients to us. And you listen. You, you do... Uh, convenings with professional advisors, right? Isn't mm -hmm. there, what is it that you have? That's the Professional Advisors Council. So 
when we work with a professional advisor when they've referred a client, we invite them to become part of the professional advisor's council. Uh, in that way, we can now provide them with a little bit more information about the kind of the inner workings of the foundation. Uh, the clients, of course, like that their advisor is involved. Uh, and in many cases, the advisors end up joining the board or getting more involved with the foundation because they personally care about the community and want to help this be a better place for all of us. Right. So if I was someone who, you know, all of a sudden I am looking at uh, the ability to give back into the community, obviously I can write a check directly to a charity if that's my full focus. Does that give me as much tax benefit if I come through a community foundation? Well, you've gotten a charitable gift deduction to a public charity. That's the same deduction you'd get by making a gift to us, but if you gift an appreciated asset, you're also going to avoid capital gains. We're working with a gentleman right now who owns a number of homes that he rents in California. Uh, he doesn't want to sell those because California will charge capital gains 13% uh, on top of federal. Uh, that's a big hit. Uh, he's also concerned about the source tax. California will chase the source tax. If he gifts those properties to the community foundation or even a percentage of the properties just enough to offset his taxes, uh, he, of course, we pay no tax. So we'll sell the house. The money is then in his donor-advised fund, and he can distribute that. Uh, this is in our best-case scenarios. Somebody can put a dollar in a donor-advised fund, and it maybe costs them 55 cents. So appreciated assets. A lot of people mm -hmm. don't think about that. They think, oh, I'm going to sell all that real estate. Now I got this chunk of change. Mm -hmm. Now I'm ready to give back. You're recommending and suggesting, and it's all approved and legal, mm -hmm. that they actually gift you that appreciated asset. Or a percentage. We have the software to crunch the numbers. So once we know somebody's uh, tax rate, uh, we can then, uh, and the, the property's uh, value and basis, we can plug this into a formula, and it may be that they need to gift, for example, 31% of, of that asset prior to the sale to the community foundation to offset. And so they end up with 69% in their pocket, tax-free, 31% in the uh, charitable fund. This is exciting stuff, Chris. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't think a lot of people think about that. Talking to Chris Askin, who is the president of the Community Foundation of Northern Nevada, we do have to go to a break. We come back. We're going to pick up more on this, Chris. Uh, obviously, people are now intrigued and thinking about, wow, I can give more than cash to impact my community. How would they, how would they find you? NevadaFund.org. Definitely want to crunch some numbers with folks. Also, I'm just going to mention again, if your professional advisor, your CPA is having you write a check to the IRS instead of your community, you might want to call the Community Foundation, right? Yes, we can help with that. <laughs> awesome. We'll be right back. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? 
For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. One, two, three, four, five. Save the date for the Four Kids Foundation's fifth annual golf tournament, Friday, May 21st at Red Hawk Golf and Resort. Four Kids Foundation helps disadvantaged local kids in so many ways. Four Kids Foundation provides funding for the urgent, unmet needs of Northern Nevada children who've fallen through the cracks of existing agencies and charitable organizations. Without our financial support, the child goes without an urgently needed product, service, or treatment for their physical, mental, emotional, or educational well-being. You can sponsor, participate, and support in this outstanding event. The 4Kids Foundation 5th Annual Golf Tournament, Friday, May 21st at Red Hawk Golf and Resort. Get all the details and register at 4KidsFoundation.org or call us, 775-741-5231. Save the date for the Four Kids Foundation's 5th Annual Golf Tournament, Friday, May 21st at Red Hawk Golf and Resort in Sparks. Welcome back and thank you for tuning in to the Sherry Hill Show. I have Chris Askin, who is the president of the Community Foundation of Northern Nevada. I'm all excited now because there are so many things that I, as someone who is ready to give back to my community, I can take advantage of the Community Foundation. One of the most interesting things when we talked about in our last segment that people can donate appreciated assets, obviously real estate, art, things like that. What's one of the most interesting things you've just dealt with? Uh, we, we were gifted a bottle of scotch. Uh, this is scotch with a pedigree, uh, much the same as perhaps with purebred uh, animals. Uh, we knew the barrel the scotch had uh, aged in uh, where it was made, when it was made, the day, uh, the process, uh, it, full pedigree. So uh, the donor had received uh, this as a gift uh, and kept it for several years. In order to get full value for the scotch, we needed to ship it to Scotland to be sold uh, at an auction there. And it was sell sold there. Uh, in talking with the auction house, they actually discounted their fees because it was going to charity and we looked into the laws because we'd never done this before. And there's uh, some reciprocity with Great Britain, with the United States, and so uh, there were no taxes on that there either. As soon as the auction uh, concluded, the, the money was wired right into our account. That's awesome. Um, good thing nobody drank it at the Christmas party. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> One of the other ways that the Community Foundation, besides donor advised funds, is you have to build relationship and work with and be supported by businesses in our mm -hmm. community. When we were doing our first initiative, we struggled because we didn't have staff to lead community initiatives. So I worked on it myself with my executive assistant. One of our board members, uh, Nancy Brown, thought that was a terrific process in making a difference in the community, really a permanent solution as opposed to uh, what had been happening. She said, well, Chris, our company makes gifts to charities every year. You guys have this incredible platform where you you have other people putting money in, you have connections, you can make a bigger impact. We need to set up a way that corporations can help support the community foundation so you can hire the staff to do these community initiatives. 
And that led to the corporate partnership. She and I sat down and we established this. Envy Energy came on right away. Several corporations jumped in. And today we have 18 corporate sponsors. We call them our corporate philanthropy partnerships. And they help us decide the problems in the community that we want, that we're going to address. You can imagine many of those corporations really wanted us to do something to help with housing. So the Corporate Philanthropy Partnership has become a critical uh, way that the Community Foundation is able to leverage all of these other resources that, that we had to now engage the community in this collaborative process to address some of our persistent problems. How does someone that's going, wow, I really see an issue in our community that nobody seems to be addressing, do they just reach out to the Community Foundation and say, mm -hmm. put, put me on that list? When we feel we have the capacity to launch another community initiative, we put a call out. We're looking for the big idea. That's kind of how we framed it in the last couple cycles. The big idea for the Caregiver Support Initiative came from Grady Tarbutton, who was the director of senior services for Washoe County. We had no idea. It came from him. Our ideas do come from the community. With the financial scams, I would say four or five different people suggested that we do that. One of the great things about being in a community and having a community foundation, only about 700 across the country, so not every city has them. When we talk about the fact that you guys connect people with causes that matter, is the ability to get boots on the ground to convene all those people, stakeholders, that really want to create a solution or at least identify and start to work to create a solution. I mean, how vital is it that you're out there building these relationships and listening? Well, it's critical. And we have a better ear to the ground now than we've ever had. You know, as the community foundation continues to grow and evolve, we just have more and more of those types of connections. And you have a great staff. Yes. You couldn't do it without them. I'm so thrilled with it, <laughs> each and every one of them. <laughs> yeah, and, and in full disclosure, I do sit on the board, but that's why I'm uh, as passionate about the Community Foundation because I see the great work. And I really like that you guys are kind of, you know, at the top of the umbrella. It's the big picture. How do we convene? How do we pull people together? How do we pull these resources? And so what is it you would want to say to someone, potentially a donor, that's sitting here thinking about, gosh, I'm sitting in my little island all by myself and I really don't know how to create impact. What, what is the first thing they should do? I would hope that the first thing they would do would be to call us. And I will say that because the Community Foundation does lots of different types of work in the community, people think of the Community Foundation in different ways. But I'd like everyone to know that it's the people who establish donor-advised funds at the foundation, the people who use the Community Foundation for a bequest arrangement, uh, the people who set up a charitable trust for income for, during life, yet charity at passing, uh, these, this is the fuel. These are the people who, whose gifts to and through the Community Foundation enable us to do everything else. And so my hope would be that anybody who is thinking about being charitable will do it through the Community Foundation, even if they already have a plan, because they increase our capacity to do so much more. So if you are a professional financial advisor, 
if you are a new executive director in a nonprofit, if you are a donor, if you are a business owner, I mean, there's all ways that we can work with, work through, and support the Community Foundation. Yes, and in every single one of those instances, in a typical year, not necessarily since March of 2020, but in a typical year, we have several gatherings where we bring everybody together so you can meet each other and you can be part of the Community Foundation team. Uh, and that's, that's something that's so fun. So being a part of the Community Foundation will connect you. If you're a business owner, it will connect you with donors, with professional advisors, with many other people who all share the common value of let's get together and make a difference. And one of my favorite things is how you're really strengthening the nonprofits in our community because you're not out doing the work, work, right? You're, yes. you're coming, you're helping the nonprofits so that they can do the great work that they do. And once again, that higher level so that you're strengthening the nonprofits, you're connecting donors with causes that matter to them. And you're also strengthening our community as a whole because we're all kind of talking about the same things. Yes, to all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, any final things that you want to talk about? You know, a lot of the things the Community Foundation is focused on are not things that are self-serving at all to the Community Foundation. It's just to help. About 12 years ago, uh, we launched in partnership with uh, PBS Reno a series of classes around planning for your estate. Eight one and a half hour classes is the series. They're mostly taught by attorneys, but all taught by professional fiduciaries. Uh, and it's an incredibly comprehensive course, 12 hours. We have charity sponsors, so it also helps expose you to direct information about some of the charities that are doing important work in town. But we've had 1,200 people attend that now. We have an online virtual series that we recorded uh, last year that you can watch either through PBS Reno's website or through the Community Foundation's website. And uh, we've continued to try and expand that program to our rural communities in Nevada as well. Yeah, let's, let's talk about that very quickly, the rurals. Because, you know, we think of community as Washoe County, mm -hmm. but you really reach farther than that. We'll reach anywhere. goes back to your comment much earlier about how, you know, community foundation isn't as localized as, it, as perhaps it once was. But people move around. If our community foundation is not going to serve the rural northern counties, who is? And the answer is nobody. Uh, but it, the answer is also the same for Susanville. Well, it's in California, but... It's very rural and remote, and whether it's a financial advisor or a resident of any of those communities, we want to help. And so we've worked to establish our platform uh, and even our leadership, including board members, uh, to have representation from those communities. And when we do our community grant-making programs, we make sure that we are including some grants to rural communities in those disbursements. Yeah, and, that, and I think that is important to know, that the reach is global, even though a lot of the conversation and the work being done is local. Mm -hmm. However, promise me next time, though, we get a bottle of scotch, I'll take it to Scotland. I think I, <laughs> I, I, I tried to figure it out, and I think it was going to be something like $400 uh, a sip. 
Oh, my <laughs> or God. Or something. Anyway. All right. I want to thank everyone for tuning into the Sherry Hill Show. Great conversation with Chris Askin, who is the president of the Community Foundation of Northern Nevada. If you want any more information, please go to nevadafund.org. And certainly, Chris, you can reach out to him. He'll be glad to have a conversation with you. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you for being here. Thank you, Sherry. The Sherry Hill Show values the role we play in supporting the economic engine driving this country. Small business, the backbone of America. Send her a message on Facebook.com slash Sherry Hill Show. And tune in next week, same time, same station, for The Sherry Hill Show.